Hey everybody, welcome to our newest episode of our uh, lab's open office hour. Uh, this week we have uh, our resident science guy, Dr. Don Kinghorn, uh, scientific computing advisor. I, I had I looked up your official title. <laughs> um, so uh, I know that you were very interested and wanted to talk about GPU compute on uh, WSL2. Which, um, for some reason, I keep thinking that it's Windows socket layer, and I know that that's not quite right. Windows, <laughs> Windows subsystem for Linux. For Linux, that's it. Um, and then, and of course, if there's any other questions that might come up in uh, in the chat, we'll we'll handle those as well. But uh, I know this is kind of a big deal, the, um, the Windows subsystem for Linux. I'm going to try mm -hmm. and get that mm -hmm. stuck. <laughs> this is kind of a big deal because um, otherwise, like before, um, the Linux implementation would have to be somewhat virtualized. I, I think that's like it's either yeah. either a either a, a completely dual boot, or you'd have to do something like um, VMware or something like that. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Or just use a Linux machine. Yeah, just a completely yeah, different. Yeah, of course. So, so it is kind of <laughs> it does seem it does seem to be a pretty exciting stuff that you're now. It seems like you do have a, a full. I'm not quite sure, other than than I know I've I've talked about um, like how Linux handles instruction sets and things like that. I'm not sure exactly the um, there are fundamental differences to how oh, each yeah. operating system communicates with the hardware, um, and so this is kind of a big deal that now now we're able to do a lot more of what was capable with Linux inside of Windows. Yeah, and. and you know, really, you know, you know, Houston, I, we should just be calling this uh, Microsoft Linux. Oh, so the thing really is, this is um, um, uh, especially okay. Uh, WSL, Windows Subsystem for Linux. Uh, the reason Microsoft is doing this is because Linux is insanely important to them because of Azure. Oh, okay, and that's that's like uh, Microsoft's kind of answer to uh, Amazon Web Services, right? Yeah, that's that's their cloud, and it's it's awesome. Azure is great, um, and that's mostly uh, Linux running on Azure, and and you know that's just kind of the real world. The uh, on the on the desktop side, yeah, you've got you've got Windows a lot, and you've got uh, Mac OS, mm -hmm. um, but for developers that are doing stuff for the cloud, you know, that are that are creating services and stuff like that, um, and that's a massive amount of development work. Uh, developers uh, need to be working in a Unix-like environment. I mean, it's the only way to to sanely do this. And this stuff is going to be running on on Linux at the end of the day, anyway. Okay. So. And uh, and Microsoft really does love Linux now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, no, I truly believe this. I mean, the la you know, uh, they didn't have the live, uh, the Microsoft build w was not uh, in person this this year, of course. Um, but when I went the year before, it was amazing how many people I saw at giving talks and stuff like that that had, uh, they were either using MacBooks. Um, or they were using uh, laptops uh, running Linux. Hmm. And this is at a Microsoft developer conference. Wow. Okay, so, so it, it's actually really important. And, and this is because, you know, this is largely, largely because of Azure, and it's just the reality of the world. 
Um, and this is also why you see an, a huge number of developers using uh, MacBooks because huh. Mac OS is based on its Unix. Right, yeah, okay. It, it's, uh, it was based on uh, Berkeley 4.3 uh, Unix distribution with a mock kernel. And, and that is actually the OS that was next step when Steve Jobs got fired from Apple. Okay. <laughs> that became Mac OS. And wow. So that's a Linux system. So on, on a MacBook, you're right at home. You have a terminal, you've got Bash, everything is kind of fitting in that environment. Um, Linux is the actual servers that are going to be running, are going to be running Linux. Okay, so, um, so Microsoft really needed this because they were losing devs, or it was just really awkward for devs. Oh, okay. So they wanted something that they could, you know, integrate more into the OS. And the, the team that's doing this stuff is just great. I love these folks. I got to talk to them. I, I, uh, I got to talk to them two years ago. Okay. And uh, they're, they're fantastic. They're great. And they're doing wonderful work. And uh, this, the new, the, the WSL, both WSL and WSL2 are really cool. WSL uses actually the Windows NT kernel okay. under the hood. But it's it's got a layer that handles all of the like the libraries and stuff like that. So it, you know for kind of a um, a normal Linux kind of feel, a Linux system. Okay. But WSL two actually has a Linux kernel that Microsoft made. Wow. So it's it's uh, but it's it's really it's it's an actual Linux kernel. So, um, so they, they have the, what is it, a fork or something, kind of in the same way that like Debian and Ubuntu, and they're all kind of the same in the very middle, but like they've kind of done their own unique twist on it? It's all open source. You can do right. whatever you want. Wow. Uh, the, uh, yeah, uh, Android is, is running on a Linux kernel that's right. you know, uh, heavily modified. Uh, Microsoft makes a lot of contributions. Uh, huh. So, yeah, they're, they're huge. They're really, really good. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so you got Linux, uh, on windows. Now the WSL two, um, is, is really nice. I like it a lot. This a second version. Now this is a little bit different because, uh, WSL two, uh, runs on top of a, uh, hypervisor. So it mm -hmm. is actually using like Hyper-V not the full stack, but uh, Hyper-V uh, under the hood. So okay. when, and this is something that really interesting, and uh, uh, William, you know, a, mm -hmm. our colleague in, in labs, uh, he was, I was asking about this because I'm, you know, checking all this stuff out. I'm going, hey, man, this is really awesome. I can, WSL2 is getting good enough that I can probably run some of my Linux stuff on, on Windows, and it'll make some of our testing uh, easier and some of our benchmarking. Oh, cool. So what I wanted to know was, okay, you enable WSL2, uh, that means you have to turn on a little bit of the, the uh, Hyper-V. Okay? okay. It's not the full. You don't have to install everything. You don't have to install the management and all that, but, you're, but you can. Ah. And so what you happens can. when you do that? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and explain it if nobody's okay. asking a question because oh, I don't there, even know what... There is one question that's popped up so far, and I think it is gonna it's gonna tie kind of close to what what you're about to describe here. Is um, is there still a twenty percent plus bump in AMD CPUs in Linux OS versus Windows? 
Oh, good question. I don't know. I will try to answer that for you. Okay. Um, and so just, yeah. and also just for my own sake, and and for anybody who may also be wondering, um, my understanding is uh, Hyper V is allows um, uh, kind of like a direct access to hardware. Uh, I, I remember um, John was fiddling with Hyper V to get uh, like full GPU bandwidth uh, in a virtual uh, virtual yeah. machine. And so yeah. I have a vague kind of um, understanding of Hyper-V kind of lets you get full access to the hardware of the machine through a virtualization sort of. I know. Yeah. I'm let, let me let me run through it. Let me run through okay. that real quick because it it's it Hyper-V is what's called a Type One hypervisor. Okay. okay so this is going to be uh, kind of like um, ESXi, the VMware ESXi. It the uh, Hyper-V runs on top of the hardware. Okay. So it's, it's, and then, so when you enable Hyper-V, what happens is your Windows OS then becomes a virtual machine. It becomes VM zero. Okay. So it's, so, so you've, now you've got, you've got Hyper-V that's directly, where's my hand in this video? There you oh, go. everything's backwards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, I have the point. Yeah, <laughs> but everything is, uh, Hyper-V is on the hardware. And then Windows sits really close on top of that. Okay. okay. So it, it's a privileged hypervise, uh, hip, uh, privileged virtual machine. Okay. So it still has really pretty much direct access, but there's, uh, but it is on top of uh, uh, Hyper-V. So when you when you, uh, so if you enable WSL two, then you have to turn on the uh, virtualization platform. Okay. Which is the core hyper hyper V under the hood, and when you do that, you have to reboot. And when you reboot, your o, your Windows OS is actually running on top of Hyper V. Oh. Okay. Okay. And the WSL two is also a privileged VM, so it has more direct access to the hardware too, not as much as the host Windows OS. Okay. It's got a lot of it. So, so it actually works really pretty well, and it solves some of the problems that there were with w, the original WSL. So it is still essentially running Linux in a virtual machine. Yeah. But yeah. but but maybe like less overhead. Yeah. It, it's, it's 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 closer to the hardware love layer yeah, than say way if I were closer. to if to say if I were to, to to use like something like VMware or something. Yeah. Okay. And it it performs differently than actually I should check this stuff out too. Than, than like firing up a, a Linux um, a virtual machine in Hyper-V. Right. So it, it behaves differently than that. Okay. Um, but it's also that part of the reason to do this is, is that it's, is that the whole idea here is to integrate more of the Linux stuff into uh, Windows itself at, at more of a fundamental level. So, so this is a big long-term project. Um, but, uh, uh, William just, I was, uh, I was wondering, I was going, wow, okay, is there any kind of a performance hit on Windows itself mm. if it is now VM0 on a hypervisor? Okay. okay so, um, uh, William, I just got this, these results from William this morning. <gasps> and this, we ran, our, we ran our whole, um, uh, 
our benchmark suite on uh, on machines, and then you know just as native uh, uh, Windows, and then with WSL2 enabled so that uh, Hyper-V was enabled. Okay. And it's uh, essentially all of the nearly all of the runs are within like one percent. You know, they're within the margin of error. Oh, nice. Repeatability. So, uh, essentially, it had essentially no impact. There was one place it looked like it may have um, it uh, something that was a it was a big uh, oh one of the the video thing uh, imports or something like that. Mm-hmm. So there's probably a lot of disk stuff going on, and there may have been a little bit of interference in there. But it, that's hard to say because that stuff varies from run to run. Anyway. Okay. So it's hard to really know, but it looked like there was like minimal impact. Wow! So that's really great. That's yeah. really great. That mean, so now 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 there are people will argue, and the gamers will go, "Oh, but I've got extra latency now, so I can't game." Hmm. I I don't know. You that, you have okay, to tell but, me if there's actually really any difference or not. But is that like what? Why would I don't know why that would even be like if you're what I'm. I suppose what what there, gamer what gamer there, is going to be wanting to run this on a on a, a Hyper V layer like this anyway? Well, people that are I mean use their machines for multiple things. Oh, oh sure. Okay. I mean, you may be working on uh, machine learning and stuff during the day, and you may want to you know you may want to fire up a AAA game at night. And but then you could just reboot, right? And I mean, I can't imagine you'd be in the middle can, of a job or something. And have you to. can you can disable it and and reboot, but you know I don't think you really have to. Um, oh okay. That'd if, be an interesting thing to check too. Like, yeah, and if any if any gamers that are really like really hardcore uh-huh. can uh, actually detect the latency difference, I doubt it because this stuff should be essentially directly onto the host OS. Yeah. If you were trying to run your gaming in a virtual machine, yeah, I think you would probably take a hit and you would hit latency. Okay. Running running on your host Windows OS with you know that's sitting here as vm0 i don't think huh i mean i can't imagine I, I can't imagine a someone at like a pro level like somebody in a in competitive gaming would would would, want, would be in this situation no. but but then no. if pro that's the is going to have a dedicated machine for that <laughs> and so then like your casual gamer probably isn't going to notice a difference and so that's I, you know, that's cool to know i game too and and i i don't notice anything at all that's but I'm neat. not playing. I'm not playing real twitchy games or anything like that either. Sure, so it's not. Uh, you know, I'm playing War Thunder, right? Right. But I, I kill in War Thunder. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so what, what's your Twitch channel then, Don? When you play? Uh, War yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not even gonna tell you who I am there. Hey. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, but anyway, so it's really cool. So this was great. I'm, I, and thank you, William, for running this. Um, and we'll put that up in a post. So oh, that, cool. So that because the, there's not a lot of you know there's not a lot of information. And WSL2 has kind of taken off. This is a kind of a big deal, and I think a lot of people will be interested in this. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll and, be um, it will be very interesting to see. Yeah, I love it. I I'm uh, I I think it's great. It, it gives me a way to. Um, I, it makes Windows more usable for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, for me personally, and uh, you know, I still run into issues, but man, having this is just fantastic. Okay, so um, now for the latest on that, 
Um, okay, I'm I'm I run in the 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 Windows Insider uh, developer channel. Okay, that's, that's the the Windows that I'm using, and it's right now like build twenty one fifty two RS. It's the build. This build updates like every week. Okay, um, but from uh, I think it was build twenty one fifty. Um, they added, uh, they they made some cool changes and, and they uh, uh, made some improvements in WSL and they did something that was really cool. The the number one requested feature in WSL has been give me GPU compute support. Oh, okay. And I'm one of the people that said, <laughs> hey, give me GPU support. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's that and then like, okay, like full system D uh, in it. And they're okay. actually they're they made improvements on that too, uh, oh, so neat. that's happening too. Um, but uh, the GPU stuff is this is crazy. Well, that's I crazy. mean that's huge. That's like the, the this fundamental. The, the, yeah. That's the base to so much of machine learning and, and AI and oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, just any sort of like heavy load compute tasks like that is it's all being pushed. Is all GPU nowadays basically? Oh right? yeah, yeah. GPUs are driving. That's what drove all of this forward. Was Nvidia actually? I mean, and so, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be doing any of the stuff that we're doing right now if it wasn't for Nvidia. And so before, so they they've done a they've done a good implementation of this with WSL two. So prior to that, is there any what is there any reason why they didn't do it to begin with? Um, oh yeah, well this is a hard problem. Oh okay. Okay, because Windows does not want to give up the GPU huh. at all. <laughs> well, it, okay. It's, it's difficult. It, this can be a problem. Even using Windows natively, and trying to you know do TensorFlow development and doing big stuff with CUDA and stuff like that, um, in the past it used to really cause problems on Windows. You couldn't run a, a GPU compute job for more than 15 seconds, and Windows would kill the job automatically because cool. it sees that and it's going, oh, there's a runaway process grabbing all the GPU. I've got to kill it. Oh, you see, it's, it sees it as as like something going wrong. It's a threat to oh, the desktop. Weird. Now, weird. But now that that's in the past. Okay. It it behaves much better now, and Windows is okay for running um, uh, GPU accelerated machine learning and stuff like that natively in Windows. I mean, you know, I my most popular blog post is, uh, you know, how to how to uh, how to configure TensorFlow with. Uh, a GPU support without installing CUDA. That's one of my, right. yeah. and and it works fine. It works, it works fine. Huh. Um, but the reality is that all of the development work and the the stuff that everybody is doing is all done on Linux. The developers all using Linux. Um, the heavyweight stuff is on Linux. Okay. Um, so that's why people wanted to see. Okay, I want to if if I can use this. Uh, 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 WSL and and have GPU compute support in it, then I can do some of this stuff. And it's, you know, it's, you can debate whether how valuable that is, but it's actually pretty cool. Okay, and, cool. And regardless of un the practicality of it, it's really cool. <laughs> and and what they did now now you mentioned John um, uh, using Hyper-V to try to get uh, a do a, a GPU. Uh, pass through to uh, to a virtual machine. Yeah. Now that's now that's that's something that you can do if you have uh, like a quadro card or you know some 
something else. You usually can't do this, at least not without a lot of pain on like G-Force. Mm -hmm. you, but you can take a multiple cards in a machine and you can remove one of the cards. For, so you can basically remove it from the, the Windows. So Windows doesn't see it anymore. Oh. And then you can pass that through to a virtual machine. Neat. So you can pass a dedicated. Now, but it's mm, it's iffy. I mean, it, okay. it's, no, it, it works. It does work. But you know, it usually takes uh, unless you're using something like a quadro or you're using a card that's that uh, is sanctioned for doing that. Okay. Uh, then it's it's uh, difficult. So, but this G GPU integration in WSL2 is directly integrated into Windows. Nice. So this, you when you set this stuff up, you do not install the 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 NVIDIA driver in Linux. Your your WSL2 uh, Linux system, you don't install the driver there. Huh. But okay. What, so there there uh, there is you do have to install a driver on Windows. It's a bleeding right. edge. It's a developer. Uh, Windows display driver from NVIDIA, uh, and it's actually, I think this thing is getting close to going mainstream. Ooh. Um, and, but this, this allows, and in fact, I know it's going to go mainstream because this ties in with the Ampere GPUs. Oh. Uh, uh, but what, what this... That's, um, not, that's not secret stuff we're talking about now. No, I it's mean. not secret <laughs> stuff. Um, but it's, I, I'm, I'm like going, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. Um, <laughs> But what this does is it para-virtualizes, okay, the okay. GPU. And that's like a hardware-assisted virtualization, if you were. I mean, it's, it's, it's low level. But what this is essentially doing is it's sharing the GPU with another OS, the one GPU that you're running on. Okay? Okay. So this is really cool. This is really, <laughs> really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't. I I'm can tell you're very excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed with the technical aspects of it. Okay. I don't know all the details of how they did this, but the fact that they did it is like, okay, that's really cool. Mm. And this works on GeForce. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so this should work on any modern uh, NVIDIA GPU. Okay. And this is at this point, this part of it is NVIDIA only. Okay. Okay. There's another little thing, and maybe I'll, I'll come back to it and talk about it. That's another really cool thing that Microsoft and NVIDIA have worked together on that will be for any GPU. Okay. And it's, re it's really cool, too. And, but um, that's another one. Uh, this, is, this is stuff that was just announced by Microsoft. Okay? This stuff was like kind of teased at uh, the build conferences of, uh, um, a month or so ago. Mm -hmm. The uh, Microsoft build their de developer conference, and um, and it's just been released. This stuff has just been released into the Insider, the dev channel on the Insider release. Ah. so it's it's just now uh, available to play with. Would you like to see it? Sure. Is, is there any questions I need to answer first? I do. I was going to interject. Um, okay. Just if if you might have an answer, the great Daft Git on Twitch is asking: um, Would a an AMD Radeon Pro WX thirty one hundred have good Linux Arch support? It should. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, it should. You know. Hey. Hey. Uh, hey. Maybe. Let, let, 
Let me quite okay. That's like that's like that's like a the really cool new AMD GPU, right? I'm unsure. I I am... I, I I I honestly I can't <coughs> tell you for sure, but it should. I mean, it, it totally should. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's saying uh, yes. It is. It is. And yeah, I I would be really surprised if it was not great. Okay. Uh, but I I do know that um, they're you know they uh, whatever the Radeon seven pro whatever their latest greatest like killer gpu and, and these things are killer gpus um uh i i think they're having driver issues basically they released hardware before they got all the drivers polished up so i don't know what the status is on the linux side i honestly don't know um um but i i will be messing with that stuff i i promise oh cool uh, and i will I'll, i will Stay be tuned I will, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll be doing some uh, uh, machine learning uh, GPU accelerated stuff on AMD hardware. It, I mean, Nvidia really owns this right now. Okay, um, I mean that's that's just a reality. But the hard the AMD hardware is awesome. It's great. And it seems so they're doing um, real good on the CPU side. So you know, oh yeah, oh yeah. Hey, they're they're cards. they're rocking and rolling. Uh, but Nvidia owns compute at this point. Um, but um, uh, I, I'm really curious about this new stuff that this direct ML uh, that uh, Microsoft has done on top of uh, DirectX 11, DirectX 12. Mm -hmm. uh, this stuff will is essentially virtualizing the GPU completely. So and there's a TensorFlow a port onto this. Okay. So this this will run TensorFlow. On this, using DirectX as the driving engine under the hood, that means any GPU will work. That wow! Means, that means Nvidia. That means AMD. That means Intel. Okay. Those will all be. Those will all be under the hood, and it should be transparent. And TensorFlow is a biggie. So if this actually works, I'm going to try it because I think I can try it now. Hey. Um, so I will. I will try it. I don't expect it to be very good because this. They're going to have some serious performance tuning and stuff like that. Sure. Well, but, I mean, this seems this like brand a, new stuff. So like, yeah, oh, there's going to be some bugs edge. and things. Yeah, that's yeah. exciting. It is exciting. It's pretty cool. It's. It, I. You know, guys, these, these folks are knocking this stuff out, man. It's awesome. Um. But uh, with that, I think I will show you that this actually really does work and wish me luck because this is a live demo and yeah. this is bleeding edge on a bleeding edge system with a whole bunch of video stuff running on it right now yeah. that I just set up last night. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That, okay. With that in mind, uh, I'm going to slide this over to the side here. And uh, Houston, is it okay for me to switch over to the OBS virtual? I'm ready when you are. Okay. Wish me luck. Wait for um, it. OBS camera. Okay, right. I see it. Do you see it? Yeah, it looks. Uh, as far as I can tell, it looks like uh, we we we're seeing what you're seeing. Okay, awesome, good, good. Um, oh yeah, good. And I don't even have a bunch of junk. I had to chop. I've got a big monitor, mm -hmm. so I I had to set uh, OBS up to just show a little bit of the screen here. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, let me show you what's going on here. Okay, uh, what I've got running over here this is uh windows terminal which uh -huh. is another fantastic this is a great application that microsoft did finally they have a decent <laughs> terminal 
Um, but uh, you can run all of the shells on Windows in here. So uh, you can run different, I've got different versions of PowerShell and a bunch of Linux stuff on here. Um, and if I pop this open, you can see here uh, what I've been messing around with. I, I did a blog, blog post, I think like last week, mm -hmm. and uh, I showed people how to make a copy, like a, a, like a local copy of an Ubuntu distribution that you can modify. There, mm -hmm. There's some issues with, uh, you know, you, the easiest way to set up the Linux stuff uh, in WSL is to download the distribution uh, from the Microsoft Store. Mm -hmm. You just click on it and fire it up and boom, and then, then uh, your, your, your Linux installs and you're ready to go. Um, but that stuff is, you can't change the names of those. Okay, okay. so if you want more than one, so, so like an Ubuntu 2004, if I wanted uh, several of those with that I'm going to have separate configurations in. So that blog post that I did last week, I showed how to basically make a copy of the uh, of that image and rename it, and then configure it, and then have it as another uh, another instance that you can run. Aha! So that that's what I did last week, and that's uh, you can see this. The, this Ubuntu right here, that's the default Ubuntu. That's 18.04 at this point. Okay. Um, and then there's also one on there for uh, Ubuntu 20.04. Um, and there's some Fedora and uh, 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 SUSE and some other stuff on there that's uh, that you can run too. Um, and you know I've got, uh, of course, there's an Azure uh, cloud shell <laughs> by default. Pay, pay uh, no attention to, to the man behind the scenes. I didn't right? put I didn't put it there. Okay, <laughs> um, but you know I've got a couple different versions of PowerShell on here. And uh, but anyway. Um, uh, what, one of the, the things I wanted to do was that uh, the reason I, I did that thing last week is because okay, well I'm going to install Docker in here. Ooh, I'm going to install okay. uh, I'm going to install Docker on uh, Ubuntu 24. So this was my, actually my example, although I named it this, but I didn't do the Docker install there. I was going to do that in another post. I haven't written that post up yet because I've been too busy. <laughs> um, but that um, that right there is what I've got running right here. Okay. Okay. And you can you can see I changed the line over here so that showed which one I was actually running. Uh, I customized it a little bit. So that's Ubuntu 2004, my uh, Docker Docker version. And uh, I can show you a couple things here. Um, if I do a, a uname dash a here, mm -hmm. you can see down here at the bottom. This is a, a Linux. It's pulling my host name from my uh, base system, which is Bach, N not uh, named after our uh, illustrious leader, but after you know, JS Bach. <laughs> Yo, the Johan. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you can see the kernel that's running here is 4.19.121 Microsoft Standard. So that's the Microsoft Linux kernel. Okay, so so that's a real thing. So I would probably call this kind of like it's Ubuntu, but it's like okay, well. Microsoft's kernel, so it's usually it's Microsoft Linux. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, um, got LSB. Whoops, sorry. And yeah, this is uh, Ubuntu uh, twenty oh four. That's that's uh, the you know the OS here. Okay. Um, and I'm over here on uh, 
when this starts up, it starts up actually in your uh, Windows home directory. Your your win if I here I I'll pop one open here. Um, okay, that's that I just popped up in Ubuntu twenty oh four. You probably uh, you know if you can see this, but this is Kinghorn Bach at Mount I see users Dawn. That's actually my Windows home directory. Oh, okay. So, you know, you'll see all the Windows kind of stuff in there. What a trip. So the, it's file system compatible now, which is, wow. I mean, mostly. There's still times when you go crazy because Windows uses a stupid uh, backslash escape character for the directory separator. Sure. Never sure. mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole nother That's a whole do. rant. Um, <laughs> But the uh, nice thing is PowerShell will actually let, let you use forward slash and stuff like that. So it's not so much of an issue anymore. But anyway, so, uh, okay, here I am. I'm in that uh, Docker build. I've got, uh, this is Docker version 1903.11. And I installed this, uh, I set Docker up on here the same way I would set Docker up on any Linux system. Uh, it was pretty straightforward. There was no problems. Um, now, to I also set up uh, NVIDIA NVIDIA Docker 2, the, uh, the NVIDIA uh, container runtime. And to do that, I had to use a development uh, branch of one piece of the hardware, of the, of the, develop, of the uh, container runtime. Uh, but otherwise, it was a straightforward setup of the NVIDIA extensions for Docker. Okay. Okay. So, um, so I've actually, so this is, uh, I've got GPU support in this Docker. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, what I've got here, and the thing that's really cool about this is now I've got Docker, which means I can pull containers um, from I hope you can see this okay down here I maybe I can make yeah. this even a little bigger oh wrong way oh yeah that's wow. bigger okay here we go yeah, we uh, can see you, now docker run GPUs now, all RM ITV home projects projects and so on and so on yeah I, I should I should also uh, tell you that I set this up docker up my way Oh. So th this is this is using uh, the uh, namespaces, kernel namespaces, and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So this is my customized, my normal customized Docker. Okay. Um, and so this allows me to own files rather than root when I okay. run Docker stuff. Now I have actually a, a new way that I like to run containers, and this is another NVIDIA project. This nroot, mm -hmm. and I and. These are some of my favorite people in the world, the guys that are working on this. They're great. And this is a, a way to run containers, and you can run Docker containers with it. And it's like, you, it's totally yours. And this is awesome. And I will be doing some of that stuff going forward. But, but Docker is standard, right? Okay. And uh, so that was the first thing I set up here. I, I'm sure I can get Enroot to work on here, too. In fact, I know I can. I've already done it. <laughs> um, but so this is a typical... Uh, uh, way to start up a Docker container. Uh -huh. Okay, so it's Docker run, and this is the new uh, the new NVIDIA runtime. So the your directive here is uh, dash dash GPUs. Um, all I can probably leave it out. It's going to default to everything uh, in any case uh, in this build. Uh, RM means just get rid of it when I shut it down. IT means go interactive basically, 
And this dash V means I'm going to mount my home directory. And this is going to be my, my Linux home directory in here um, into the container under a directory called projects. Okay. That, that's all this line is here. I really don't need that because I'm just going to do the examples straight in. But, but now here is the magic. And this is something that you cannot do on Windows. Uh, NVCR, this is NVIDIA's um, uh, 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 NGC, the NVIDIA Compute, uh, GPU Cloud. Okay. This is there, and this is an amazing thing. Um, hey, actually, let me, uh, I, I wanted to pop this up. Let me do this, see. Okay, let me pop up uh, NVIDIA NGC. Sure. This is, uh, these are Docker containers that NVIDIA maintains and okay. optimizes for GPU. Ooh. And there is tons of it. And this stuff is fantastic. NVIDIA's got buckets and buckets and buckets of stuff up here. Wow. So if you've got Docker running, you can access uh, NGC and pull NVIDIA's containers uh, for this stuff. And this is exactly what I'm doing. I'm going to pull the, the latest release of the TensorFlow container. Okay. Wow. We're doing science live, you guys. This, this is, it, yeah, this is cool. And now, and you, this does not run on Windows. Not okay, natively. You, like you have to do, do this, this through the, the WSL. Yeah, this thing. is, it's assumed you're doing, you're running Linux. And all of this stuff is done on Linux. There is no Windows version. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. So this is, so I'm doing the coolest thing you could probably do with GPU support in WSL2. I'm launching <laughs> NVIDIA's container from their from their uh, repository, their uh, container repository, and this is the 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 their latest TensorFlow TensorFlow 2 uh, running on Python 3. Now I I I have already pulled this uh, container, so this thing should just fire up, and there it is. I now am running oh, uh, in that. that. I'm now in that container. Okay. Okay. So I'm now running in a Docker container. Um, now you notice here that it's actually root, but yes. any files that I write here back on the host OS are going to be owned by me because I mapped root to myself in the. Okay. Container. That's a that's the way I set up Docker just to make it friendly for workstation users. Um. Uh, because Docker's more like for services and you know microservices and stuff like that. But this, I set it up and I also optimize performance on it for running like on a workstation. Uh-huh. Uh, but so that's there, and I could also you know if, um, uh, you can see that well. Um, my projects directory is on here. Yep. Okay, and, and that, that's that's the that's the folder that you created in that that line prior. Yeah, right? yeah, and okay. that's um, um, I I don't know what's actually in here. Probably not much. Uh, nothing. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but that makes actually, sense because it's just a brand new folder, right? You just yeah, you that, just that's back on that's back in uh, WSL two. It's not actually in the container. It's it, it's mounted into the container. It's bound into it. Okay. So if I work in there, then anything I do in there is then still on my system, and I own it. It's not root. It's me. Neat. Um, but that doesn't matter because what I'm going to do <gasps> is I'm now in that uh, workspace directory that's in this container. And this, this is the stuff that you would 
this is what you see when you fire up at that Docker container there. Uh huh. Uh, and this is the NVIDIA examples in there. And there is the convolution neural network examples. Okay. And this is basically ResNet. And if you ResNet is ResNet is um, uh, uh, it's it's a recurrent neural network. It's a um, it's it's a it's a standard model, uh, a deep learning model. Um, okay. And uh, it also makes a great benchmark because it's very standardized. I mean, everybody has run ResNet on something. Um, some of the early training I did, well, I was running ResNet on the, um, uh, on, you know, for weeks. <laughs> on the IMS, uh, uh, the, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, uh, image set. Uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so this, this is ResNet. This is, um, NVIDIA's, uh, optimized stuff, you know, um. That's their code right there. Um, oh, that's just the rut thing that starts it up. That's not so interesting. Uh, but that doesn't matter. Um, let's see. Okay, so now I'm there. Now, let's try it. Um, this is this is simple. This is just Python. Okay. So I'm just Python. I'm going to run uh, ResNet Pi. By default, it's going to run the uh the 50 layer uh resnet so this is resnet 50. um i've set the batch size fairly small because i got out of memory problem <laughs> i i'm run i'm running on a uh, in fact you can this is really small you probably can't see this but i'm i uh, i've got a uh, rtx 2080 ti in this box okay okay and um and so just as a reminder to the to the folks at home Don's running this on his Windows machine while while we're in this Zoom call, while we're live streaming in Windows in WSL2. So with OBS running too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all the all of that stuff. Yeah. So I, there's already quite a bit going on with the GPU. Yeah. Okay. And now I am going to hammer on it. Right. <laughs> um, this is one of my standard benchmarks. If you look at my posts on uh, GPU performance and stuff like that, uh, I usually do a ResNet 50. And what I do, I run that on Linux and I set up Docker and I just fire this exact up, this thing mm -hmm. right here. Uh, so if you look at my old blog post, this is what I was running. And okay, I'm gonna hit enter here <gasps> and we'll see what happened. Oh. Yeah, if, if Don gets disconnected, we'll I, know. I, I, uh, one thing that's kind of interesting here is that there is no NVIDIA driver in here. I noticed the warning earlier that it said that there was no... Yeah, it said there was no... Yeah, and that that um, that's kind of funny. It's because you haven't installed the driver. It's not detecting that, so it's not seeing like but NVIDIA SMI and all that. That's that's saying that there is no NVIDIA driver installed on this particular like Linux instance yes. or whatever. Yes. It's still using the NVIDIA driver that's installed on your Windows machine, yes. your Windows virtual machine essentially yeah right? my, yeah it's my windows machine my windows name and that's exactly what's going on and what? this is this is what this is the magic here this is the magic and you'll see that this really is running on the gpu okay um and i'm using tensor cores i set it to fp16 and let's fire it up 
Now, okay, it is running. You can see I've got CUDA GPU executor. Okay, it was looking. This is NUMA stuff. Okay. You get a whole bunch of diagnostic stuff, but you can see now it's got physical GPU device zero name GeForce RTX 2080. Hey, there it is. So it's got it. It's got the card. Uh huh. Um, and it's loading live oh. uh, Ku uh, uh, DNN. That's the neural network library. Okay. Uh, so all the CUDA stuff is loading in here, and this thing is cranking. Hey, there it goes. Yeah, I'm not even getting any uh, memory kind of warnings or anything like that. So, um, yeah, this is actually running uh, a training on synthetic data. I've just It's just random noise that I'm using for the image inputs. Okay. It's just, it's just um, r random, like a random pixel image. Okay. And so images. just... Just to kind of, I guess, take a little bit of a step back. This this sort of, um, I guess, job would be similar to like uh, when you do like a reverse Google image search. It's going to find you all the same images that kind of look like hot dogs or whatever. Yeah. Well, this this would be the uh, like the hot dog thing, right? Yeah. That, that, okay. They trained the neural network to to recognize hot dog or not. Right. Right. Remember that right. One? Yeah. Um, this is actually training a network. Okay, okay. This is the training step of that. This is the compute intense part of that. Ah. This is the stuff that, that really... Um, this uh, is how it finds the patterns. Like, here's here's a million images of a hot dog, and so it's trying to figure out why they figuring out what a hot same. dog is, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. That, that's exactly what this is. So this was a TensorFlow training job on ResNet 50, I didn't, I'm just using it as a benchmark. So I didn't, I'm not like training on an actual uh, image set. Right, this is, so you were saying why, this is random noise. Yeah, that's why the performance down here, the, uh, uh, but this is doing the full thing. It's running it. optimization, it's trying to optimize its parameters. Oh, that's so cool. But, but you know, it's, it's just random stuff. So this, you know, top 1%, this stuff right here doesn't really mean a lot. Okay. Um, but that would be basically like the percentage of um, uh, against a, a sample set of how good your model was producing. But okay. this is, you know, this is there's really no real data there. Right. So this is just actually ex exercising all of that machinery uh, as, a, as a benchmark. And this is what I use for benchmarking uh, GPUs for machine learning. Okay. And and this actually this doesn't look terrible. Uh, when I do this, this, this is how many images were processed every second. And ResNet 50 is a big model, okay? It's not small, so there's a lot going on here. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of GPU. If I ran this on the CPU, it would be, we'd be waiting for an hour or so <laughs> for it. Wow. Um, but, uh, yeah, this was pretty quick. Running, yeah, 88 uh, seconds, it says. Yeah, running uh, 300 um, uh, time steps on here. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, now, I usually take uh, kind of the, the iteration that uh, this is running uh, 64 images in a batch. Uh, if I increase the batch size, I would get a little bit better performance here. Uh, okay. But when I was testing this before, if I would do like my normal 128, like on a, a 2080 Ti, then uh, I hit some memory issues. Oh, okay. And that's because Windows is using the same exact CPU. Right. It's, it's, well, yeah, so some of those resources are being used just to draw the, the, yeah. the image on the screen. Yeah, but so this, this, uh, this driver and this stuff that's going on here is basically 
sharing that GPU. Yeah. So it's basically isolated. This is some of the new things that are in, in the new driver right now. They're talking about, uh, what, what were they calling this? Um, where basically the new driver is allowing the GPU to do its own memory management. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's in some block, it's in some posts today. They're talking about the new driver release and stuff like that. Oh, neat. But um, this is kind of what's going on here because NVIDIA is, this stuff is taking, looking at finding that GPU and it's going, oh, okay, I know what this is. I'm going to reserve a bunch of that memory for running this job and I'm going to run it. So it's, sharing that GPU, which is really, really cool. And is that is that, um, I may use a, the wrong vocabulary here, but is it dynamic or does it ask and say, hey, I'm going to need this much memory to do this job, let me have it? It, or looks, does... it looks to me like it's dynamic. Oh, because... so it can ask like, hey, I need some more, let me... Yeah, I've gotten some better job runs than that. Um... Okay, I at, when I first tested this at uh, FP16, I got like 330 images per second, mm -hmm. but I didn't have all this other stuff going on. Right. So, so it's it's taking as much as it can get of that GPU. Okay. Which is which is pretty cool. Now, I guess that's oh, why that first step says uh, 29.6, and then it, and then it jumps up from there. Oh yeah, it's that like, oh. that right there. That's kind of a like a warm up. That's a lot of stuff is getting initialized at that point. Okay. So, so yeah, that one is always um, is always bad. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's after it's get going. And, and when I'm when I'm going to report a benchmark, I usually uh, right here I would say that this is uh, 282 images per second. Mm -hmm. um, now, that is impressive, but it's not fantastic. Okay. And okay. I, and and the, but out of fairness. This is not optimized for performance yet. This right. is bleeding edge. I mean, this is only a few days old. This is this wow. really existed. Okay, so there's a lot of performance optimizations that will be done, and um, but we can take a look here. Now, this is one of my blog posts. Uh huh. Uh, this this is actually the post where I I was looking at the, the 2070 Super. Okay. And. Uh, uh, so I was running TensorFlow, and this was uh, a while back. Um, but yeah, I ran my normal stuff. Um, oh, okay, can't I was not seeing what TensorFlow I ran here. But okay, this right here is at FP32, uh, and then down here is with Tensor Cores, and yeah, you can't. Uh, I don't know if you you probably can't see this too good. I don't know if, see, what do I do for that? Uh, control plus, I think. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. There we I go. got it. Okay. Um, now I see one twenty eighty Ti there. Yeah. Where Where's the five thirty two? One twenty. Yeah. One twenty eighty Ti. Uh, five hundred thirty two images per second. Okay. Okay. So we are not near that. That would be. This is on Linux native running this exact same thing. Actually, right. actually a little bit older container because this was a while back that I did it. Mm -hmm. That was TensorFlow 1, too, and so, uh, I'm running TensorFlow 2 right now. So th this this is not a great comparison, but this is a kind of an idea. So this thing is uh, running right about the performance of, well, not quite as good as a 2070. Okay. 
Okay. So that that's that's essentially what I got with this, like right now. Yeah. If if I didn't have all this other stuff running, this thing would be it would have been up around uh, three hundred thirty something images per second. So, uh, so it's not. It, it obviously doesn't have all of that GPU. Sure. Right. I mean, it can't because it's still that's running the whole desktop here that's going and i'm not noticing any problems on my desktop right yeah it didn't no lag or anything it didn't no lag to... nothing huh. no lag nothing no problem so is it is that maybe because it's being conservative with the resources like it, it does windows yeah. maybe being a little stingy yeah yeah uh windows let's see oh let's see if i can tell you i've got uh gpu z here oh let's see what what can, is it going to tell me anything interesting? Uh, probably not. Let me go. Let's see. Where is it? Uh, is it? No. Is it here? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Uh, okay. Oh, cool. You can kind of see it plotted out there. Yeah. Yeah. This is GPU Z running. Um, GPU load right. The my GPU load right now is like almost thirty percent. Wow. Which on a twenty eighty Ti is a lot of load. Yeah. That's. <laughs> that's there's a, a lot going on on this thing, right? Right. Uh, and it's using up like 1.6 uh, gigabytes on that GPU right now. So it's it's um, so there's already some load on this GPU. Mm -hmm. And now let's take a look at that. And this uh, this GPU load line right here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna fire this thing up again. And you can see what's going on when that thing fires up. Um, okay, it's it's initializing right now, so it hasn't right. started doing any compute. And so, just there's it looks like there might be a few people who've, who've just kind of joined us. What what is it exactly that's running? We're, I know I remember there's TensorFlow and this and that, but um, just a little bit of an explanation of what we're what we're running here in the background. This is this is the uh, NVIDIA container from the uh, NGC uh, Docker repository. Mm -hmm. NVIDIA's uh, NGC stuff. Uh, it's running in WSL2, uh, and I'm running on the GPU. Yeah, on the Windows GPU. Um, and oh yeah, this is actually going to finish soon enough. You're not going to see a whole lot of this crap. Oh. Uh, well, yeah, the G the GPU load is actually doesn't look all that high. It's it's uh, GPU Z is showing at around sixty percent. Uh, but that's you know that's the thing. This stuff is not optimized yet. Right. So so it's running pretty conservative. It's running pretty conservative. Um, and this job is using up about you know, six and a half, six and a half gigabytes on the GPU right now, the GPU memory. Um, yeah, it finished. You know what? Here, let me do this. I'm going to make this a little bit harder on it. I'm going to change to uh, single precision. Uh, so FP32. We'll fire that up again. Um, I don't know if this will put more load on here. It might. Uh, boy, it's getting warm in my office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got the windows closed and the AC, you know, like, ugh, I'm getting toasty in here. Um, 
Oh, okay. You see this? Now you're getting these memory errors. Ran out oh. of memory trying to allocate uh, some stuff. Two and a half, half gigabytes. Says it's not a failure, but it may mean that it could get better performance. That's a typical thing to see when you're firing up uh, TensorFlow like this with something fairly big. It's okay. basically buffer allocation. Mm -hmm. And if you've got like lots of extra memory, then you're going to get better allocation. It's not a showstopper. It's kind of common. Uh, but so this thing is cranking now, and GPU is now we're seeing over 80% load on GPU in GPU Z. So this is actually wow. putting, this is running on uh, FP32, so it's not tensor cores. This is um, uh, single precision cores uh, on the GPU. And uh, yeah, so you can see the memory. It feels yeah, like memory it's is up, a memory is up there to over 10 gigabytes now. Wow. So I'm getting close to maxing out the memory on this GPU. And and it, feel, um, it feels like it's taking a little longer, too. Oh, yeah. This between is, each, each step here. Yeah, FP16 runs basically, you know, twice as fast. Um, so, but yeah, this is putting a lot heavier load on the GPU. It's using up almost all the memory on this card. So if wow. I had set that um, uh, batch size any bigger than this, it would have crashed. It yeah. would have it would have given an out of, <laughs> out of memory error because it's So yeah, this thing is crank man. Yeah, I've almost got this card maxed out. You know, it's uh, it's up there. That's pretty cool though. Yeah, this is this is amazing. Wow, it really actually does work. So I am running WSL two on Windows with Ubuntu twenty oh four installed, Docker installed, NVIDIA Container Runtime, and the NVIDIA Docker two installed. Um, I'm using the GPU. I'm running a container, NVIDIA container, that's only available for Linux, okay? Mm -hmm. This is Linux only. You can't do this on Windows Native. Um, running that here yeah. with all this other stuff going on, and I'm, I'm fine. I can still totally use my... Uh, oh, there was a little bit of mouse lag there. Yeah, a little. <laughs> but hey, it's it's still completely responsive, useful, and I my video stream is going... Uh, you know, all the Zoom and OBS and all this stuff is still running on. And this That's thing is cool. Man, the future is now. This is this <laughs> is actually really cool. And I, I've got some stuff that I'm that I'm working on that I'm going to try to actually port onto here. Cool. Um, with uh, Jupyter Hub and um, the stuff that I'm doing for our machine learning uh, uh, server appliance came our developer box that is going to go live pretty soon that's pre-configured yeah i'm gonna try to actually run this stuff on here too <laughs> uh oh that'll be cool yeah now wow okay we hit our hour man i i hope some some people got to see this they didn't get to see it live maybe they'll get to see it uh, oh yeah you know the, the, uh, the vod will be uh up in just a few minutes after the stream i think it takes a few little a while for uh youtube to process um but uh, otherwise actually it should be almost almost instantly available i think i'm not sure the process time yeah uh should i switch back over to myself here yeah yeah let's let's do that and we can we can say man i know i know we could have kept we could have probably done two hours of this and it would have been just what, as fun this is this is pretty cool i you know like like i said this is the most requested feature for wsl2 um okay let me switch back over to here 
And we go back on. And there, there I we am. go. Hey. Woo! Oh, that was cool. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And everything is still running. There was no crashes or anything like that. Awesome. That's great. That is super cool. Man, so I mean, I guess I guess the the big the big uh, I guess benefit here is that now now you don't have to have uh, a separate machine. You don't have to have a separate install or um, I mean, you can just basically you, it's all just right there. You, if you have a Windows machine, you can just do this stuff now. Yeah, with, this is with so much less know, hassle. Oh yeah, and you know, like I said, this is a this is a a, a project, long term project. Yeah. You know, so this is work in progress, and th they're making crazy progress. This is just great. Yeah. Um, and this is, this is a really important developer's tool, mm -hmm. um, because this, it, like I was saying earlier, it's part of the reason that a lot of devs use MacBooks. Is it's for that that they built need, in that they have terminal to have and that Unix-like environment. Mm -hmm. So, um, and ultimately, they're going to be serving up onto, uh, onto Linux. Okay, you can run servers. And stuff like that. You can do that development work in WSL, too. You can do that in here now. That's cool. Um, and and this is and what this demo that I just did here, this this is actually running the freaking GPU for a, a heavy duty machine learning task. Yeah. In yeah. WSL two, using Docker containers for something Which, that's not available on Windows. I think that is the big the big takeaway is that that was a. Linux only Docker container. You yeah, can't do that. you can't do that on without WSL. Like that is that is hands down. They're full stop. You cannot do that on Windows. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Natively. It's, it's it's just yeah. You just can't do that. And um, now you know. And like I said before, you can totally do machine learning work on Windows, and it's mm -hmm. it's. It's okay. I mean, and you, and you will get better performance than what we just got over here. That's cool. Okay, because this is, um, you know, still is early for optimization work and stuff like that. Right. So it, but the fact that this thing worked and it worked, it without, worked without a hitch. Like it didn't crash. It didn't. It just sped out. Good. Good results. Yeah, and this is totally usable. You know, it's totally usable, and and um, and even with this, I mean. It, this is way faster than running on the CPU. Okay. Yeah. Even though I got a decent CPU in here, you know. Um, uh, so, it, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's it's really cool, and uh, oh, it's it's awesome, you know. And the the uh, VS Code, uh, which is a fantastic code editor that Microsoft is doing. It runs on every platform. Okay. Um, and uh, but you can you can remote connect. VS Code into WSL two. Okay. You know, into WSL, so you can do uh, like development work that you might need that you might want to do like on a cloud or on a, some uh, Linux server somewhere. You can do that locally on your machine in WSL. Um, uh, it, it's <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's actually crazy. All of this stuff running. Uh, you know, it, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm totally impressed with it, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm enjoying it uh, immensely, and it makes my life e way easier because uh, I mean, I I literally have to have uh, you know terminals, and I have to have Bash. Right. I have to have that environment to for doing the stuff that I'm working on. 
And uh, uh, so, you know, I, I connect to other machines remotely and stuff and do all that. And, and I'm working on a project that's hardware and software that we're going to be launching here soon. Hey. Um, and that will be uh, uh, a Jupyter Hub server with uh, an admin interface using uh, a cockpit for, and it's just all browser based. Okay. And it can be run remote. Um, so you can do, you can use that from like any, from Windows or, or Mac or anything. Wow. Um, but so I'm doing that development work. That's all on Linux. I'm going to try to actually set that stuff up here and serve it out of WSL hey, because that, that would be just cool. be so cool. It would just be so <laughs> run Jupyter Hub, run Jupyter Hub server uh, in WSL two with GPU support. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now I, I now I got to say this stuff is not mainstream yet. It this is um, this build is probably a lot of this stuff is going to go into the next uh, feature update for Windows okay. for the fall update. Okay. I don't know if this stuff will wind up in there or not, but it might. Oh. And the reason is because it might be timed along with NVIDIA launching new GPUs. Oh. Because I think those uh, Ampere GPUs are going to be able to take insane advantage of what the stuff that's going on under the hood here. Oh, that's a Because wow. th those GPUs can essentially partition themselves out anyway on the GPU. They're... they're they're crazy. They're really, it's really impressive GPU. Uh, I don't know if the GeForce ones will be like that. The uh, Tesla stuff is just like, well, right. really cool. Uh, so uh, I have a feeling that it might go along with that. So I'm hoping that we see this in the, the it will be Microsoft, it will be Windows 10 20H2. Okay. That will be the, the relief. We're right now on 20H1. If if unless you haven't updated from 1903 yet, whatever. Yeah. Which, which I mean, I, I know a lot of at least general users have, are still yeah. are still on 1903 or whatever it was. Yeah, um, I t I yeah. will. You know, some people say that they've had problems on 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 the uh, 20H1, the 2004. Mm -hmm. uh, um, but it's I think it, Windows just keeps getting better and better. And, I, and I, man, I'm running Bleeding Edge Insider Edition. I don't have any yeah. problems with this. I don't recommend that. <laughs> okay, right, right. Uh, I'm doing this because I want to be able to do things like what I'm doing right now. Right. Um, so, uh, but uh, yeah, man, they they're getting really good. And you know, I was setting this stuff up last night, and I managed to crash OBS somehow, and huh. I crashed it hard. Windows didn't <laughs> even flinch. Hey. Okay. That's I didn't good. have to do. Yeah, I didn't have to do anything special to get out of that. You know, it used to, in the old days, Windows would just have crashed. Right, you know, yeah, you, you uh, but that doesn't happen. Hard lock kind of stuff. Yeah, it really doesn't awesome. happen anymore. It's it's um, it's pretty darn good. Yeah, it's pretty darn good. It's 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 definitely usable. You know, um, so you know, you still, you know, I I've got to have Linux. So, right, and I'll, uh, but I'm getting closer to not feeling like I have to have a Linux desktop machine. Ooh. Um. That's pretty radical for me to be saying that because I've yeah. been using Linux on the desktop for 20 years. You're right, right. That's uh, a that's a bold statement, Don. Wow. Yeah, I I mean I I really uh, like the new Windows 10, and I actually set it up. It looks almost identical to my Linux setup too. Right. 
I mean, I don't have any uh, icons or anything like that on my desktop, and I've got <laughs> terminal windows in my browsers, and I've got the the bar up on top and all that, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I have I so I can go back and forth, and I hardly even notice that I'm in a different OS. That's cool. Um, but uh, it, and it's just fun playing with new stuff. So I, I like to when 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 Microsoft is doing cool new things, I definitely like to try it out. Yeah. yeah. If I get frustrated, I'll go back to I'll go back to my Linux box, and, and there's still some things that drive me crazy on Linux. But <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it's it's fun. That's yeah, we're awesome. definitely. Yeah, we're certainly over. So I don't know. Yeah, no, that's all right. Now. Thank you. Uh, thank again. Thank you for for taking the time and showing us how the how that works. And I hope uh, I hope our audience got a little bit of something out of it. And uh, um, um, Thank, again, yeah. yeah, thank you. This is super cool stuff. It was very exciting. And, yeah, I and really wanted to demo it. Interesting. Because I don't see. know. I haven't seen any other, like, for real. You know, there's lots of reviews, right? Yeah. But, oh, yeah, this is available. Everybody's just, you know, doing but, press release kind of stuff. Yeah, nobody. Not, like, you actually well, did here, work. I just did it live. Just I showed work. you. Hey, it really does yeah. work. That's okay? awesome. That's so cool. Uh, and, and, and especially, especially considering you're using Insider, like, you know, super, super. Um, this is not a production release of Windows. This is the 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 Docker stuff, the TensorFlow stuff. All of this is like just came out. Yeah. Like just in the last few days, I think is what you were saying. And so like. Oh yeah. And it's it worked. It was perfectly fine. Everything just was tip top, and and it can only get better. That is so cool. Yeah. It it really cool. It's really cool. <laughs> So, uh, um, thanks you guys. Thank you, Don, for taking time out of the day to to, to show showcase this this bleeding edge science science work. And uh, thank you to the audience for for watching. And um, again, if I uh, hope you all got a little something out of it. Um, we do this sort of thing. We do uh, the labs open office hour every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific. And then on Wednesdays we do a workflow Wednesday where we have um, industry experts come on and do a little bit of a Q&A and interview, talk about their workflow and uh, and that sort of a thing. So Wednesdays, Fridays, 1 p.m. Pacific. Um, we try and do this every week. So. Um, Thanks you guys very much, and uh, we'll see you all next time.